Hello everyone, it is Monday, January 21st, and you are listening to episode 9 of Pocket Thoughts. If you're a first-time listener, welcome, and if you're not, welcome back. On today's episode, our first question is, what would your dream workday look like? Now we say dream workday because we're all entrepreneurs here, and we spend our days putting in that work to one day make it big and not just sitting around doing nothing, which... Will be a little debate later with Bobby and Brady when Brady tells Bobby he's changed. Question number two is, what is the most important thing you have learned so far on your entrepreneurial journey? And question number three, we find out how each of us discovered what makes us happy. Finally, our weekly wrap-up and educating entrepreneurs update. Connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, and check out our content and let us know how we are doing. Enjoy the show, and I hope you guys have a great week. Welcome to Pocket Thoughts. We are without Joey today because he's still soaking up the sun and living it up in Hawaii. So we've got Bobby and Brady and I today. We are going to get in the first question, which is going to be by Bobby Mason. Hey, Brandon. How's it going? Oh, great. I got, I got my first question here for you. And I'd like you to start because you're kind of the team leader here. And... Um, here we go. So what would your dream work day look like? Like, I really want you to start in the morning, walk me through the entire day until you go to bed at night. When I was thinking about this, I didn't know too much detail because I don't even know what my dream job would be at this moment in life. So uh, I would wake up at 6 a.m. I do that right now for work and I feel like I'm pretty awake at that time. So I don't really want to waste half my day by sleeping until nine, even though that would be nice, but that's three hours I've wasted. So I'd wake up, take a shower. Uh, around 6.30 or so, I'd make my breakfast, and I would eat my breakfast. <laughs> you know, get a good start to the day. Uh, from about 7 to 11, I would do what I think is my most important task of the day. Can I pause you quick? For yeah. everyone out there, just understand that he is reading this right now. So this is this is scripted. He, he needs to remember all these little points in his day. I don't need to remember. I just wrote it down because that is what prep is for. I love it. And it's that's why I think case. that's why people need to know how much work you put in. It's important. Yeah. So after that, I would have uh, lunch and then I'd work out. And I think, what? Can you just finish breakfast? No. I From 7 to 11, I'd do my most important task of the day, whatever that may be. So what's the day though? What does it look like? What what would be your ideal day? What would you be doing during those few hours? Whatever my most important task is. I can't think of something right now, but Fair I enough. would start off with that just to, in the morning, I don't feel like I'm like, I don't need coffee or anything like that. I can kind of just get going. So I feel like just wake up, get going, do my most important thing of the day rather than wait till later when I kind of lose my energy. So I think part way through the day, I would work out just because I want to keep that energy going and I feel like I'm a lot more awake and have more energy after I do work out so that would help with 
the afternoon lull of feeling like I'm tired or anything like that. And then continue working on whatever that may be. Uh, let's say it's a podcast or something like that. I would make content, spend a lot of time on that, make sure that, I mean, cause when I'm on my break at work, like it's only an hour, so I have to kind of crunch through it. So I feel like I could focus more on it if I actually had like a good amount of time. So I'll do stuff like that, go home, have some dinner, relax for a bit. And then uh, I would look over my schedule for the next day and just determine what my most important task for that next day would be. And hopefully by 10, I'd be in bed so I can get a good amount of sleep and be ready for the next day. That's good, Brandon. I probably I'm going to echo a lot of the things that you said in a little bit different light. Um, my I'd say my mine re revolve around flexibility and working with other people. Those are my two my two big ones for what I'd want in a, in a work day. I'm definitely an early riser. So the earlier, honestly, the earlier I can get up, the more accomplished I feel during the day. So if I can get up between four and five, that's the best. But that's if I can get to bed at a reasonable hour as well. Cause if not, then I hit what you were talking about. I hit that between like one and three o'clock, just a wall. So mine is like getting sleep the night before is the important part. But um, I'm all about waking up, waking up early and then going to work out. Like you said, starts the day off right, get a, get an early win and usually get that in before work starts. And I think that's for me, why flexibility is a big thing is because when I have nights that I'm up till two or three, I can sleep still four or five hours, go work out and then get into work at, at nine or 10. I don't do that very often, but I like having the option to do that when I need to, so that I'm not just dragging through work just because my job says that I have to be there from eight to five. Um, so I like the fact that I, if I wanted to, I could go in at noon and work till nine or 10 o'clock at night, or I could show up at five or six at the office and be done at two or three if I want to. So I really like that flexibility. And then once I'm at the office, I like working with other people. I usually, I hate, hate, hate meetings. Um, that is the worst part of the day for me is wasting time in and out of meetings. Obviously there are things that you need to do that require a team's attention but god i can't tell you how many times i've how many hours i've wasted sitting in meetings or getting kind of distracted from work so i wish this is obviously not reasonable and i don't know if it would ever work but i wish that in the office there was a set time of day when people could hold meetings and outside of that you couldn't hold meetings because there's so much work that people like if you have a 30 minute meeting at once like on the hour, every hour, it's so hard to get into a rhythm. So my job, I, what I would like to do is have a block of window that's four or five hours where I could do whatever I wanted during that time. And then three hours where I'd have meetings. But um, that gives me kind of the time to work on myself, develop what I want to develop, and then also bring it to the larger group, bounce ideas off people, work with other people. And then I want my work to have an impact larger than just what I'm doing on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, it helps me feel connected to what I'm doing and kind of passionate about what I'm doing. So seeing kind of the bigger vision, the bigger goal is big for me. And then I do like getting home at a reasonable hour. So if I can get home between four and six, that gives me another six-ish hours before I go to bed to kind of work on whatever I want to work on, whether it's go get another workout in or um, put time into things like this or other work that I'm doing or personal development. I like kind of having that flexibility. And I don't think it's some something that you get everywhere. I think maybe maybe Bobby, you can you can relate to that a little bit. But that's kind of that's kind of my day in a nutshell. I like that. My day would be wake up at six, go the old perk herks 
also known as Perkins, mm. grabby old granny's omelet, and three buttermilk uh, pancakes and some hash browns. Mm. Okay. That'd be a great start to the day. I agree. I 100% support that after three. Yep. <laughs> Head to the office, be there by eight. From eight until one o'clock, just jam packed with meetings. Like, I'm not talking the meetings that waste your time like you were talking about, but peer meetings for Go Mahi, every second it's just like I'm individually meeting with like management or employees that need to get a project done. It's just back to back to back, just like this afternoon. Don't even have time to go to the bathroom. You just feel <laughs> like you're dying. And then I would eat some lunchy. Who knows? Probably the wife would give me some raw chicken. Oh, Chomp on that. Is that what she normally does? Is raw chickens? No, virgin chicken. Sorry, that's what I meant to say. So just boring old chicken. That's the term. It doesn't have seasoning on it. Things. Raw chicken and virgin chicken. I know. I said it wrong, all right? I make mistakes. Human. And after that, I would like to head to the old gym, work out for maybe a quick owl. Man, I'm just throwing slang in here right now. So sweet. Work out for an hour, then get back to the office, and I'd like to just mentor startups and provide value from people for people hour after hour, meeting after meeting from like three o'clock until my last meeting ends at twelve at night. I just think it'd be so much fun, and then I go home just super tired, but feel like I affected a lot of people's lives. My throat hurts, kind of like it does now. I'm just so pumped. That would be my ideal day. Like just mentoring, like figuring out my business first and then mentoring other people's businesses after that. I think it'd be a blast. Well, because, yeah, I think it and I think it's tough to take or like even just mentally know that you're providing valuable stuff to other groups, companies, people, if you don't have your own stuff taken care of. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, well, I have two things to go off that. So, sorry, go ahead if you're still. Oh, I was just going to say really quick off of what you were saying. Like, even when I am mentoring and that's my dream, or like even today when I'm speaking or something like that, I am the CEO of a business first. You know, like that's my job. Like the only reason why I get to speak is because that is my job. And I'm doing it well enough that they think it's worth me speaking. So I need to make sure, like on my ideal day, I need to make sure I'm still performing at a high enough level that I'm worth talking to. Yep. And that's one of the points that I was going to bring up is you brought up meetings, like jam-packing with meetings. I think that's a lot different when you are setting the meeting and you're running the agenda of the meeting. So it's a lot different when you're getting pulled into a bunch of different stuff rather than you're running and operating and you can keep it to a strict agenda because that's a whole different feel when you have three hours and say, I'm going to get all this stuff in, in these three hours. And I know exactly what I want to do with these people. A lot of times it's just, let's get an hour on the calendar just to like get an hour on the calendar. Maybe people feel your way, but I think more when you get into corporate settings, I think it's, it's more. Definitely. But the second thing I really like that you brought up was that concept of like going home at the end of the day, just like exhausted and tired. I think that is one of the best feelings ever. Like when you get a good day of work in, you work towards like, what you want to do, what you're passionate about. And you get home at the end of the day, kind of like you're coming up for air after 10 hours of meetings or 12 hours of work. And you're just like, damn, that was a good day. Like I'm, I'm a step ahead of where I was at the start of the day. That is like one of the best feelings ever. So I, I didn't talk about that, but I 100, I know exactly what you're talking about. So that's a good feeling to have. 
It's the best feeling ever. Definitely support that. You know what we're talking about, B-Wills? I get that sometimes, but, like, I don't work more than eight or nine hours a day. There's not stuff that, like, really kind of mentally drains me. There is partially through the day, but, I mean, I get over it pretty quick just because it kind of is fast-paced like that, and I don't really go home and think about work too much, so it's kind of different for me where I work in an office, and it's kind of more of the nine-to-five, even though... Real quick, what, what are the things that happen in a day that would kind of drain you? Are they um, meetings? Or are they... No, it's just uh, when one issue comes up, it spirals. It's just issue after issue spiraling. And just the people that I deal with, they are so like, let's go, let's go, let's go, that it's like, I don't have all the answers sometimes, like right away. And people like in logistics, obviously, you need to know something right away. So this guy doesn't have to sit there for eight hours or whatever it is at a warehouse or something like that. So people want answers quick. And if I'm not getting the answers on my end, People are just constantly blowing you up. They're calling you. They're IMing you. It's just like, so it just gets stressful. So it's just stuff like that. But once it's over, I just, all right, that's done and move on to the next thing. And then it just happens again, like an hour later or something. So it's stuff like that. And you, I sometimes take it home with me, but I also realize that, hey, it's going to happen again tomorrow. Got to get used to it and be ready for it. See, I think going off that too, and I want to make this delineation because I didn't think about it until after you said that. When I talk about, and I, I think Bobby, you would definitely second me on this, but when I talk about that, like, exhaust at the end of the day, it's not so much, like, or it's not at all, like, emotional exhaustion or anything. It's, like, mental exhaustion of, like, I put everything I had into this, but, like, emotionally and everything else, and, like, physically it drains you too, but I feel better, like, mentally at the end of the day. I'm just, like, I use all my brain power. I use everything yeah. I had, but I actually, like, at the end of that day, I feel better than if I just have like 10 hours of busy work where I'm, I am exhausted, but it's like, I'm exhausted because I just had to churn and burn, like staring at a screen. It's yeah, exactly. like something that you like really, really are into. And at the end of the day, like, yeah, you're dead tired, but you feel like that, that like accomplishment and that like sense of, I don't know, ease almost that comes with that. Yeah. Cause that's, those are the days that I actually feel like I got stuff done. Cause if like, I'm actually working out the problem, getting it solved, then I'm like, all right, I actually did something today that helped in some way or another. Cause there are so many different ways to work. Like you were just saying, Brady, I could go to work for 12 hours and just be like, uh, I kind of half-assed it all day. Not necessarily half-assed it, but I did all my, my smaller tasks and they were simple. I didn't really have to activate my brain. And it wasn't like I need to be on, but like days that you're in meetings all day or days that you're pitching all day or days, this and that, like you need to be on. It is your A game. You are focused. You are, you are thinking through every word you say all day long. And then when you're done with it, you're like, holy crap, I didn't go to the bathroom for eight hours. That was amazing day. I agree. The days when it's like, it'll be four or five o'clock, six o'clock. And you're like, shit, I haven't eaten yet today. Like what, like what happened? Where do we lose this time? But that's the same as like anything when you're interacting with people and you have that, like you have to be turned on that. Those are the days when it's like you get out of, you come up for air and you're just like, wow, that was uh, and see, I, 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 yep. I and see, I think it even goes like, you can even have those days without talking to people, you know, like you have the days that you get in and you have this list of things you need to get done and it's not like you're going through your computer and it's yeah. not like you do the slow click to the next task. It's like, boom, keep going. Oh, roll. What's next? What's next? Like keep moving like really quick and your mind is just like, next step, next step. Got it, got it, got it, got it. 
Yeah, I get I get so pissed off when people start talking to me when I get in the zone because like I'll put my headphones in and just go to work and then someone starts talking to me. I'm like, holy crap! Like, shut up. Get out of here. <laughs> okay, Brady or Brandon, which which one of you guys want to ask next? Q. I can go. All right. So, what is the most important thing you have learned so far on your entrepreneurial journey? I have two things: networking and assigning tasks. So when I first entered the entrepreneurial world, I kind of was under the impression that when you're an entrepreneur, you just grind like crazy and you're kind of like this lone wolf that you're in charge of your own outcome. So you work 18, 20 hours a day and you just figure it out. Like you are, you're the leader, you're the maker, you're the provider, you're the guy that does it all. Like tune out everyone and just grind and you'll get it done. That was a mistake because, I mean, that was in college and I thought that I just needed to find a nice place and university campus and just do it every day over and over. But now it's like, holy crap, you should network like crazy because it allows you to scale like crazy. It allows you to build crazy fast. And it's just, I think Brady and I have talked about this before, but it just becomes you have a new concept in your mind and instead of you having to do that, you have someone to tap. You can't figure out how to do something in marketing. You already know someone. So you just go to them and go, hey, you want to take on this project? Yes, I do. You got that done. Me individually, it would have taken me six months. But with the network, I'm able to get that six month project done without me having to work on it. So I think the biggest thing is also with networking and I'm learning as an entrepreneur and having to go to all these meetings and stuff, networking allows you, and Brady and I were talking about this on Saturday, I pretty much spend my whole day just telling people kind of what to do. Like people on my network, people that work with us, people that work for us, I just tell them what to do. And because the network's so strong, I'm getting a hundred times more done every day and they're just doing it through me. And so like I'm allowed to get all this stuff done through my network. And that's how it gets into my second thing, assigning tasks. The only way that I'd be able to do that every day is by I am having the ability to clearly assign the tasks. So like my job in entrepreneurship, like I have the vision. But if I'm not good at assigning tasks to accomplish that vision, then I'm a horrible leader. If I am not good at creating this image in other people's minds of where I want us to go, I'm not a good leader. We're never going to get there. So like my job is every day to sit there and basically say, hey, you see that flag on the top of the mountain? Like my job isn't to just say, hey, look at it. My job is to say, here's how we're going to climb that mountain. Like these are the turns we're going to make. These are the trees we're going to have to avoid. Like this is every little step we have to take to get there. And I'm here for you to help you with any of those steps if you get stuck. I give them a direction and a structure to follow as they try to reach that flag. So those are the two things and they pair up perfectly together because when you do make them just work so brilliantly as one unit, you get so much done and it gets done in a way that you want it to get done. That's the biggest thing. I love those. So my first one, I have two as well. My first one is the idea that you can accomplish, learn, or do anything that you want to do. Um, I think I was very, very like, not not turned turned away from the fact, but closed minded the idea of like, 
I need to do something that I know how to do. Like that's how you do entrepreneurship. And I don't think that's the case. I think you can bring expertise from a certain area into entrepreneurship, but anything that you want to do that you think is exciting, that you want to lead an effort in, you can make it happen. But it's going to take time and you're going to have to put in the, put in the work to do it, but you can make it happen. I like, if I wanted to, I always thought I can't do anything with tech because I don't have a great tech background. Well, if you spend a month or six weeks or two months learning the tech, learning the ins and outs of it, learning what Bobby was saying, like the network of it, you can make it happen. Like, I think you can go into legitimately any industry. And that's not to say that you should go into something that you have no idea about or don't care about. You shouldn't do that. You should do what you're passionate about. But if there's an area you're passionate about, you maybe don't have the skills or the knowledge, like you can learn how to do that. That's, that's my first one. And because I think people get turned away saying like, oh, I don't have the expertise. I don't have the know-how. And I just think that's like such a cop out for amazing things that could be done. So that's my first one. My second one is going off of what Bobby said, and I can't like underestimate the importance of networking, but mine is how people work. So it's the same thing of kind of like assigning tasks and help guiding people, but it's knowing how people are most efficient. So some people can go through those days where they have meetings every 30 minutes and be super productive. Other people need four hours of break it's how you talk to people. It's how you interact with people. It's the type of work that you're giving people. What you were saying earlier, like what are people's skills and expertise? One person's going to be great at building decks. Another person's going to be great at pitching. Another person's going to be the back end coder. And you can't just say, We're, I'm just going to give out tasks to give out tasks. Like you have to know exactly how people work, how to interact with them and jobs go so much smooth. Cause like, it's unbelievable once you start understanding that everybody works differently, that you can't just have one, like I think we've talked about before, leadership style. You have to have uh, like a variety and know how different people work and you can in integrate that into what you're doing. I can't underestimate that. And what I want to stress is like how people work is not just knowing how other people work, but it's knowing how you work too. Um, I think it's easy as a leader to be, to try and figure out everybody else, but you have to know what times of day work for you, how you can work with people, how you can interact and still get things done for yourself. So you can be a leader and you don't just turn into a manager when you're doing things. So those are the, those are the two for me, but I, I think networking is immensely important, but I really think that you can do anything in the field of entrepreneurship. If you sit down and put in the time and knowing yourself and how your team works. Hey, Brandon, can I piggyback off of that before you go? Yeah. Okay. So I was going to just say, number one, you brought up like you don't just do all of these things that you don't that you're not good at or you don't want to do or you don't just assign people tasks like they're not all ready to pitch they're not all good at doing the decks the thing that really and I spoke out at the so I was at this event right and I was speaking at this event for high school kids and it was all their entrepreneurship programs and we go through the event like I speak through it and at the end, they're doing like this quick 30 minute, come up with an idea and then pitch it. And I felt really awkward because the MC looks at all the groups and they're like, you guys are all seniors. Here's what's going to happen. You're going to pitch it and you're going to make sure each of you change the pitch every time. So someone else will have to pitch every time because we don't want the people that are just real comfortable pitching pitch. We don't want them to pitch. And I grab my mic and I was like kind of nervous because like, how is this going to be taken? I grabbed my mic. I was like, that's bull crap. I was like, honestly, there's 16 and 17 and 18 year olds now. You should know what you're good at. 
Like, why all of a sudden, why does everyone need to be good at everything? If you're not a good pitcher, don't freaking pitch. If you're a teacher, don't make the people that are bad at pitching pitch. Like, I get it. When you're in middle school, you should get you should have a little run at it. If yep. you're 18, 17, 18, you're an adult. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it does. someone that isn't comfortable pitching at 18 at the age of 20 isn't going to be like, you know what? I'm a natural born pitcher. Like, I want to do this thing. Like, that's just not true. So you should make sure you do the things that you're good at. And you shouldn't force people into these things just to make them well-rounded. The second thing is that you kind of made me think about Brady because we were talking about on Saturday. And the, so this would become my third thing that I think is really important in entrepreneurship. Patient. You and I talked about it over and over again. Oh, gosh. Like, I wish I had the full understanding at the age of 18 how patient you need to be in entrepreneurship. Because if I understood the idea of patience, I would have done so many things at 18 and just consistently, I would have just consistently done it all the way to now. And I'd be in a much better place. But because I wasn't patient, I would try things for like three months and be like, oh, no payoff, screw it, I'm done. Like clearly it's not working. But now it's like, nope, we'll do this for the next 10 years. And I guarantee you in 10 years from now, it's going to be a home run. So that's, that's my third thing really is just, Patience, patience, patience. I think patience is a really good one. I think I think the presentation one is probably my favorite example of that. I hate, I cannot tell you how much I despise the concept of everyone in your team has to talk. I had a professor last year at Notre Dame that was like, you have people in here that are 30 years old with an MD with a law degree in grad school, and you're making six people talk over a slide deck. It's just not how it works. Like pick the person that's your best like salesman, your best speaker, and have them talk. Like have them talk because other people can contribute in other ways. Like why would you waste your time and have six people put putting in like the visuals on a presentation when one person is gonna be fucking great at that? I just I, I hate the concept and I think maybe through high school I can I can I can see how that's a thing. Cause like high school is when a lot of people mature like for the first time you kind of have to break out, like break that mold. Um, so maybe like freshman, sophomore year, I can see how that's definitely a thing. Like have everybody talk because you want everybody to have the experience. And like if you don't at least get forced to do it, some people will never try it. But by the time you're like seniorish year, especially by the time you start college, like you don't need six people talking over a presentation and handing a mic back and forth. And uh, it's just and I, I, they always go through like I believe their thought process is if we don't have everyone present, they won't all do the same amount of work. But the thing is, like, when we pitch our company now, I present. I put in a lot of work making sure I present it right. The person that's making the pitch deck puts in a lot of work to make a darn good pitch deck. Like, we're putting in the same amount of work. We're just putting in a ton of work into the things that we're good at. It's stupid because we're teaching them these concepts the later years of high school and college that just aren't even real life. Like, no CEO would be like, hey, dude, you're horrible at pitching. You're a leader today because we need to uh, need become well-rounded. Even though I hired you for IT, let's go. Yep. yep. Hey, coder, software developer, what have you? I'm gonna have you pitch today, and I'll do the back-end code for the rest of the week. Thank you. I We're just... so happy that we we are happy that we brought this up because today yeah. I told you that I pitched to this digital whatever school, and before the pitch, from 9:30 to 10:30, these guys, these coders. 
They're like all 30 because it's all career change kind of movement. They're all pitching concept. And like the prime school, their big pitch before, like they had a speaker come up for a couple seconds. They're like, the thing that's great about prime school, we're making all of our IT guys really good at presenting. (laughs) None of them were good at presenting. They were horrible. It was painful to listen to. But the thing is, I'm sitting there the whole time going, it doesn't matter if they're good. Like yeah. they're never going to have to pitch. This prime school is so focused on the idea that we're going to teach them how to pitch well. It's just not, it's not even needed. It's such a waste of time. I agree. And yeah. I think I, I will say like with a caveat on this, like if you're someone that doesn't know how to pitch well and just like wants to have that skill, like by all means, like go for it, go do it. I'm just saying people sh- like, and I think you're making the same point is that people shouldn't be forced to do that if they know their skill sets lie in different areas. 100%. But if you're someone like, oh, I don't pitch well and I want to be a pu- I want to public speak better, by all means, like get up there, practice it, do what you have to do. And I think like, I, I think it is a very valuable skill to have is being able to present and speak in public and pitch. So if that's something that you, you want in your skill set, I understand why people take steps to make, get better at that. But I don't think someone should be telling other people, you need to do this just because, which I, I agree. And I think you're making the same point. I agree 100%. All right. So mine kind of has to do with time and patience. So my biggest thing that I've learned, I guess, so far is that this whole thing does take time. Obviously, I think a lot of people think that when you start a business that it's just going to blow up right away. And I thought that this would obviously happen for what we're doing now. So that was kind of a big, like, it wasn't really a big shock because I kind of knew, like, it obviously did take some time. But you think that some money or whatever success is going to come out of it right away. And I think people that have listened to this podcast have heard how much we've switched around, even just starting this, and we're still trying to figure things out. I think that's the thing is like, okay, we have this great idea. It's going to blow up. We're going to make money and we'll be fine. But it's been, I don't even know how long we've been doing this for and how many ideas we've switched from, but it's just stuff like that where it's, you have to realize that it's going to take time you might, we might not even get anything. We were talking about that last time. Like we could fail completely and then just have to move on to the next thing. But that was, I guess my biggest thing is that everything's not going to work out just as you think right away. And that we're going to have to put a lot of time and effort into this just to get like what Bobby was saying, just to affect one person getting on Instagram or Twitter or whatever, like you can put out so much stuff and you could have a hundred followers or whatever, but you're only going to get 20 people to like your stuff. And maybe they're not even interacting with you. So it's, Stuff like that where I think it's something that I have to realize and other people need to realize is that you're going to take a lot of time just to get a little movement. Yes. But as an entrepreneur, you also need extreme optimism. Oh, yeah. Like that side too. I mean, obviously, you need to find the balance. And that's why I think it's so important because entrepreneurs have extreme optimism or else they would never do it in the first place because they're so darn confident that it's going to work real quick. But they also need to find that balance of, Oh crap, when it doesn't work real quick, I'm still gonna do it. Like, you know, exactly. Like, we've changed our minds so many times, and I'm like, all right, yeah, it's gonna work, it's gonna work. And I'll keep that same mindset until we're all just like, no. Yeah. (laughs) But then we'll obviously move on to the next thing, and that's gonna work even better. For sure. All right, Braids. I'm curious how you guys discover what makes you happy. And I, I think that process is different for everybody. And this could be in the workplace, or this could be in your job or your professional life. This could be in your personal life. But I want to know how you find, like, kind of what makes you tick. 
um, what gets you up in the morning, what what you really love to do. And I'm, I'm just curious to hear, because I think there's a lot of different approaches to this, and I'm curious to hear what your guys' are to find like what you really love to do, what makes you happy. I think that for me, one of the things is just trying new things because there's a lot of things like, I think the thing I can, that sparked this the most for me is when I was starting to hang out with kids with special needs and do stuff with like special Olympics and stuff like that, because I never thought that I would enjoy something like that. And I think learning how those kids react and like learn different things and like just how excited they get, like that makes me happy because I'm there with them while they're learning these things and like seeing the joy on their face of learning. And I'm also learning from them because it's like, wow, I didn't know like you could do whatever or something like that. And just seeing those kind of things is it gives me a different perspective. And I'm like, OK, this is awesome. Like this makes me happy. I enjoy helping them. They're teaching me. I enjoy learning off of other people. So I think that's one thing for me is that I guess just learning and trying new things because I don't want to do the same thing every single day and then you just get bored of it and you're like all right well this is really boring and there are some cases where it's and I also like seeing people succeed that's really weird that I mean that's not weird that it makes me happy but like I think that there are some people that like you see the person next to you get a promotion and they're like oh screw them like you have to think like did you even do anything to even try to get that promotion or move up and if you didn't, then you have to like, you don't have to, but you got to be like, okay, they did something. They worked hard for it. I'm happy for them. And it kind of motivates me to be like, all right, I got to do this. I got to get going on it. I'm kind of interested in that point. Sorry, keep going if you're... If you're... No, you can go. What are you going to say? I'm interested. I'm, I'm going to dig a little bit deeper into this. You said, yeah. you when you're talking about like seeing some people succeed and it makes you feel good that's i mean that's an awesome trait to have because a lot of people don't have that but then you started saying did i put effort into this or whatever what what like what happens if like you poured everything you had into that promotion and the guy yeah. next to you gets the promotion see that's the thing i didn't think about it like that i guess <laughs> that is a very good point yeah i mean i don't know i guess i would be pretty pissed off but also what did they do and i guess you could kind of you could try to be happy for them, but also try to learn off of them as well. And I guess that would be pretty frustrating, but I know I did not think about it like that. And that's a really good point. So, I mean, I think that's, that's probably the case most often. Oh yeah. You've got everybody vying for, for a spot or, or the next promotion and one person's going to get picked. And it's really easy to say like, Oh, I'm happy for people when they succeed until someone succeeds and it's not you yeah then I, like i wasn't i wasn't looking for you to like sugarcoat an answer i want oh to yeah no how do you feel when that happens because i think most people are like fuck that guy or girl yeah <laughs> no yeah i mean i've had be very blunt, like yeah i've had instances where like we had a girl basically just quit because she didn't get a promotion and i think that's kind of like immature i guess just because like boohoo you didn't get it like keep trying for it that's that's stuff that i don't like or it's like someone's gonna just completely give up and move on because they didn't get the job they wanted and they're not going to keep trying, I guess, but I would be pissed off. Okay. So I'm going to go off of that. Yeah, you got something to say, so I'm... I'm <laughs> so, Brandon, do you know Remington Jocks or whatever his name is? He also knows Benny Mox music. No. Okay, well, he was one of my buddies at St. Thomas. And it's actually weird that you brought up, like, how happy you get when people are succeeding. So I've been communicating, like, back and forth with him, with him forever. And we're just like, I'm like, you just got to keep working on it. Like, you're good. Like, I love listening to your music. 
so happy for you. Like he does accounting and does his music. And he released a song a couple weeks ago and he sent it to me ahead of time. He's like, like, do I release it? Is it good enough? I was like, it's great. Just release it. Right. And he sends me an image yesterday that his song went from like 15,000, I like 1500 views on YouTube to 80,000 in the last week. And like last night when I got into bed with Ashley, I was the most giddy I've probably been in like weeks. Cause I was so freaking amped for him that his like dream was coming true. And I was like, that's so awesome. But then I was just thinking about your question. Right. And I was thinking, you know, over the last couple of weeks, I've actually changed my mindset significantly when it comes to other people doing better than me. So I know this is like the wrong way to look at it, but like, now when I've been pitching things, I've been legitimately pitching them in a way like you move on with someone else in my mind. It's like, that's your loss. Like I get it. You can move on with someone else, but I guarantee in my mind, I'm going to work harder. I'm going to complete it better. So like just mentally. And I think it's just to help my mental state. So I feel better about it, but that's what it becomes in my mind. It's like that person maybe deserves it, but that's your loss. And I'm going to move on because someone deserves to use me. And I think I'm better than that other person, whether you pick me or not. And that's just like, I will go and make my next pitch now, which helps me mentally. But now when you were saying the happiness part, I'm definitely with Brandon. The way I find happiness is just experiences. Like hands down, anyone. Okay, so this is something. I always preach like this idea of you need to work hard and you need to like find your passion and you need to do all of this. And I think it can sometimes come off like if you're sitting watching TV every day, like you're a piece of crap. But the truth is, the truth is, if you're having the most fun ever sitting and watching that TV every day, great. Just do it. You don't believe like, that. No, don't. You do not believe that. Okay. I am actually, I, okay. I thought about this. I did think about it. And I thought to myself, who am I? to judge someone if they're watching TV and they have no complaints about their life, who am I to say that's not right? Now, if that person for one moment comes to me and goes, oh, that person doesn't deserve that, or why don't I get that? Then I will say, it's because you sit on your ass and watch TV all day. Like, you need to make a change. But if they never complain about their life and they're super happy, I, I was thinking about it for a while. I don't know if I have the right to judge. So what you're saying, and I, I just want to be clear, I just want to be clear with this because like, if the, Hey, if this is the case, this is the case. So you're saying that like, like life in general is just about like creating the greatest sense of happiness for yourself. No regard to anyone else. It's not my belief. <laughs> so like I but personally, that is what you're saying you're saying if it's okay, I'm saying, saying, I'm saying if you are a good person, and you are super happy with how you're living your life, and that involves playing video games all day. I can't judge you. You're saying if if I get, I'm I, saying it. So I, I'm the happiest guy in the world. If I sit in a dark room for 14 hours a day, I'm never going to do anything for anyone else. But it makes me happy. That's okay. I'm saying, <laughs> in my mind, I don't think it's perfect. I think there's better life out there. But I'm saying. I do not have the right to say anything to you about how you need to become happier and do more things. You've changed. No, I think I've changed for the better.
Yeah, it sounds like the world's going to be a better place with all those people sitting watching TV. That's a good idea. Okay, Brady, here's the thing. <laughs> we, I don't think we have the right to judge it anymore. I did I, think. I agree with you. I, I'm not saying judge it. I, I, I by no means, and I agree with you. I agree with you. And that's that, the thing. I think in the past, I would be very good at saying, Brandon, you're at home watching a basketball game when you could be doing work. You're a piece of crap. You're not getting anything done. Like, live your life, you lazy piece of S. Ooh. But now it's kind of like, yo, Brandon, are you happy? And he'll be like, no. I'll be like, for this specific scenario, pretend that you are. And then he'd be like, oh, yeah, sorry, I'm happy. I like doing this. And in that case, I'd be like, good. Like, you're putting in good eight hours of work. You're going home and you're watching TV and you're happy. I can't judge. But the one minute, the one little minute that Brandon goes, I kind of wish I had that. That is my chance to be as judgmental as possible to try to change his ways. I don't know that. I mean, I... I'm being serious. This is a no, new... No, no. I, I, know that you're, I know that you're saying this from your heart. I'm, I'm just saying, like, me personally, like, I don't... So I fully support the idea of not, not judging. Like, I agree with that. I don't think, like, regardless of what people do, like, that's their choice. And, like, if, if they're happy doing it, I agree. Like, that's your thing. What I don't agree with is that, like, you're in this for, like, as long as I'm happy, who, like, who fucking cares about other people, you know? Like, I think, to me, like, it's just, and, and this is just, like, my, my viewpoint. This is not for anybody else. It's just, like, I I think that, like, we're here for a bigger purpose than to just, like, I'm happy, so, you know, I don't, I like, I don't have to contribute. Like, I don't have to talk to anybody else. And I don't, like, I think it's a very, very small percentage that just, like, only care about themselves. But, like, I just don't buy the fact of, like, you don't have a bigger calling. You shouldn't contribute to other people's lives. You shouldn't, care, like, care. But that's the thing. I don't buy that either. Like, I don't buy that. I don't. Like, in my head, I still think you're a piece of crap. Oh, you just, so you're saying you but just I'm don't saying, say anything. Yeah, but I just don't have, I just feel like I don't have the right to say you should change at that point. Like, I might still think it. But I'm just saying, like, I don't think if you sit there and you say you're happy and you show that you're happy, I don't feel like I have the right to any longer say, hey, you should make a change. But do you even have to say you should make a change? I think it's just like some of it's just about like, oh, I'd be dropping subtle hits like hints like crazy. I'm just. Oh, it's just classic Bobby. Yeah. I, okay. Oh. But there's not a right or wrong answer. I, here. I, That's I, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't. Like, I like this. So really, getting back to experiences, I just think you need to experience a lot. Like, a lot, a lot. Like, don't sit in front of a TV and waste your time. You need to experience a lot. Yep. And when I say that, like, professionally and in life. Like, I think you should travel all the time. Because I think the experiences you get from traveling, the cultures you interact with, the things that you learn, I think you learn what you love, what cultures you like, and how you can be making a bigger difference. But I also think professionally, man, like you should do all kinds of things that allow you to fail or just experience things that allow you to figure out if you actually like them or not. Like I, this is company number 10 for me. Like I've sold a couple great, but I ultimately sold them because I didn't like them at all. And I failed at a couple because I didn't like them at all. But I wanted to do all of that as quick as I could so I knew what I really liked so I could really pursue the thing I loved from here on out. But that only came from experiencing. Couldn't agree more. 
That was a good one. I'm in the same boat as you guys. I want to I wanna cycle back to something uh, after this, but mine is three things, but at the heart of it is experiences. It's waking up in the morning, going to bed at night, and experiences. Like, I know when I love something because the second my, like, I don't, my alarm doesn't go off. I'm up in the morning and ready to go. Whereas, like, I know I have tasks that I have where I get up in the morning and I'm like, F this, like, I want to hit the snooze button. I want to sleep in more. I don't know. That's, that's one thing for me that's, that I know is getting up in the morning and going to bed because like when I get up in the morning, I know if I love what I'm doing by how I get up, how I feel when I get up, how excited I am to get out of bed in the morning. And the same thing when I go to bed at night, like when my head hits the pillow, am I just thinking about like, God, I can't wait for tomorrow. I can't wait for what's coming. Or am I going to bed like, shit, another day of that. Like, I have to get up and do this tomorrow. Going back to it, all that comes from experiences. Like, the only way you're going to know is put yourself in the situation. And, like, sometimes it's going to be shitty. Like, but that's, like, part of And We've talked about it 100 times. Bobby, I know we've talked about this 100 times. But everything is all about the journey. And it's about enjoying that journey. And, like, the shitty experiences get better almost when you think about it as a journey. Because it's, like perfect like now I know that I don't like I I don't like that but like I wouldn't have known unless I tried it but and it's the same thing with like when you once you start trying things then you find things that you love to do that you never would have thought of never would have tried I mean like how many things can you name that you never would have tried that you absolutely love but even the things where you're like god that was a shit experience it's like I felt a certain emotion when I did that and I know I don't want to do that again but like I wouldn't have known like just thinking about it like oh yeah maybe I would like that maybe I'd like this and if you want like conclusive feelings about what you should do in life or what you're meant to do like go out and try it and you're gonna know really really fast so I think it's all about experiences it's about waking up in the morning like how excited you are how excited you are when you go to bed and going out and trying those new things and not being afraid to you're gonna fail and things are gonna be shitty at times but it's a hell of a lot better than not trying. So getting out there and having those experiences is, and that's just reiterating what you guys both said, but really interesting. And it looks like Bobby, you got to sign off. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll sign off here soon, but um, I'm going to save my other thought for next time because I think it's a topic we could really dive into. All right. Sweet. Big thing uh, for me is just got thrown on it. <laughs> I got called by my boss. I fucked up a little bit ago, but I just got thrown on a, on a new uh, proposal. And so my hours are going to ramp up real fast here. Um, so I'm going to be getting a couple ex- less hours of sleep per night, really dialing it in. But I'm, I'm actually really, in a weird way, super excited for it because that means I'm getting like 16 hours of work a day. So it's going to be a <laughs> test of how efficient are you and can you handle it? So I'm really excited for that. Um, so i got a big push coming up here. It'll probably last the next two to three months, but this means you get to use your time a little bit better. So I'm really, really excited for that. And I, I have a lot of volunteering stuff coming up and it's, it's really gotten rolling. So a lot of things going on and it's balancing a lot of plates and definitely getting tested here coming up. For me, it's just didn't get to my meeting with my manager last week. He was in meetings and then I kind of forgot about it. And then I didn't schedule a meeting with him. So it just didn't work out that way. So tomorrow I am going to put something on his calendar to have a meeting with him. I will text you guys when I do that because obviously, like I said last time, okay. Like I said last time, if I don't do this, I'm just going to be in the same spot next year and that's just going to be brutal. So expect a text from me tomorrow. I will obviously update everyone uh, next week if I actually followed through on that or not. Nice. As the, as the, as the saying goes, 
tomorrow is the day. Seize tomorrow is what they say, you know? Yep, exactly. Yeah, no, that's that is what they say. They I it's not what is it, Carpe Diem? I don't yep. know where it is for tomorrow, but you can imagine what the Romans would have done if uh they had to seize tomorrow and not today. Exactly. Oh man. Good to, good to hear that you're uh you're ready to do it tomorrow. I like that. <laughs> I like that. All right, big Bob. All right, so quick summary. The old EE club. As you know, Brandon's still been posting just solid stuff. So you can see that on all of our social media pages. Boom, boom. This is the part where I get to make sound effects. And the old Brady. Oh, gosh. All you guys should get excited. He is filling a queue of blogs right now. And it is lovely, lovely, lovely. Joey took a vacay week. He's out in Hawaii. I'll be taking my vacay week this week. Going to go to Hawaii. And uh, big news. Don't look at it on your phone yet. But big news. We have a desktop version of the EE site. It's pretty beautiful. At least four of the pages are looking A+. Interact with a few blogs. You can find the podcast on there. It's impressive. You can just shoot us an email and say how much you love it. That'd be great oh, for my ego. I'd really appreciate it. Yeah, and also send us an email about Brandon's lack of completing tasks because we really like to get feedback on that too. So we appreciate that. We appreciate the love, and Brandon's going to wrap it up here. Do everything Bobby said. We all need to be held accountable for ourselves. And uh, thank you for everyone that has been listening. Uh, I've seen our uh, states expanding, so of viewers or listeners, I guess you would say. So that's uh, pretty cool to see. <laughs> And uh, yeah, just keep an eye out on all of our content. Keep listening and interact with us. Have a good week, people. Thanks for listening, man.